Hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Share So Weird. <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Jill. And we're talking about our indulgences. In can you hear SBU in the background? Vaguely. Can you hear um, the Padres Mets game? No. Okay, that's good. I'm keeping SBU on. Um, y'all can suffer through okay. it if you hear it. I don't care. Did you introduce yourself or no? Yeah, I said I'm Jill. Okay. Anyway, so Jill and I are both deciding that on this wild friday night in october <laughs> that we're going to record this episode um directly after taking a gummy of a certain substance <laughs> and see how it affects us throughout the night yeah. um it's gonna be a blast and we're gonna see how it goes who is oh, that hold on oh there's andy carl there's well as far as I was gonna say the only person I recognize is Ice T. And then Ice T's right there. <laughs> He's always sitting. <laughs> Good for him. That Honestly, as he should. He said, "You know what? I don't have to stand." My favorite thing is like they don't make him run anymore. They haven't made him run for like five seasons. So like, what happens is someone else will chase a bad guy, and Ice T will just like clothesline him. Pop <laughs> out, just clotheslining it, and it's iconic. Like I'm like, this is so good. Anyways, anyway, let's. Talk about what we were actually planning on actually discussing. <laughs> um, so I told Katie I really wanted to do like a deep dive of why won't my screen go full screen? That's annoying. Anyways, I told Katie I wanted to do a deep dive. Oh, there's Siren Gouja on my TV. There he is. Okay. Um, he's playing. He's low key playing. Does he always wear that hat? Well, he's playing an African priest, so I don't. Okay. He's like low key a pedophile in this episode. Like he like oh. he enables. I was say because doesn't he wear a hat like that in Moulin Rouge or did he? He does sometimes okay. like it. Yeah. Um, but he's like and looks people. good in a hat. He's enabling Catholic priests to like have sex with underage girls. So oh, that's not cool. Well, it's SVU. So what can you do? But it's SVU. What did you expect? <laughs> it's every episode. What can you say? Um. Anyways has nothing to do with SVU, but has to do with criminals. Um, I told Katie I wanted to do like a deep dive of a musical and anyone that follows me on TikTok knows that I've been in a Catch Me If You Can mood lately. Like I'm always in one, but it's been hardcore lately because when I get really depressed, I only listen and watch Catch Me If You Can because I love it so much. Um, and Katie and I both have seen it, seen different versions of it. And we both know it somewhat well. So I figured why not. Um, so Katie, what's your experience with Catch Me If You Can? So my experience with Catch Me If You Can is I watched their Tony performance. Mm-hmm. And I said, Iconic. this sounds great. Sign me the fuck up. Iconic. And then it got, it got a truly... Um, it got a what is the word bulldozed yep. by Book of Mormon. Yeah, and the success. Should of we discuss Mormon. that because it pisses me? Off. We're gonna discuss the awards section of it because I okay. have many notes about that. Um, Look, the only the only acting award Book of Mormon won was featured actress. I know. In which, anyway, so I saw the so I saw that and I said, well, this looks fun, and who doesn't love Norbert Leo Butts? Exactly. Uh, and then I was like, "We're big Norbert Leo Butts girlies." That was what 2011. Mm-hmm. So I was at that point begging my parents to take me to New York every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still not actually going. Yep. 
I had never been at this point. Uh, The first time I ever went to New York was 2013. Um, But then the first national tour was announced and I just, I think I got tickets for my birthday or Christmas. I don't remember when, but oh, I can probably look it up. Cute little non-equity tour. Was it non-equity? Mm-hmm. okay go off yeah um but yeah and so i saw the on i saw i guess i saw the tour and that was probably in 2012 it was because that's when the tour um, <laughs> well i don't know because tours they go different they go throughout years you know well yeah i wish there were more tours of this show but that's a whole other topic that what to do is above um, yeah and i really enjoyed it good i will say the other day i was driving in the car and the broadway station came on and um uh that one song came on you're gonna hate me for not knowing it but it, is it just called fly fly away yeah that that's the name of it mm-hmm. okay well that song came on and i was like oh. do i remember all the lyrics the answer was no <laughs> that is one th- okay so fun fact about that song and then i'll discuss like how i got into the show so that song is actually one of my favorite musical theater songs but i never felt anything emotional towards it like i had no emotional attachment to it until i saw it at arena stage fun little fact so i grew up in dance as I've mentioned previously. And I grew up in the era of time where when I was, you know, really getting into tap um, was when Catch Me If You Can was happening. And so I had a couple of like tap routines to, um, I had one to Don't Break the Rules. And I think I had like a jazz routine to another song. That was like our, one of our warmups. Um, the top one was like an actual one that like I almost competed with and then didn't. Um, but the jazz one was just like a warm-up. But so I grew up knowing the songs, but that was about it. But I grew up knowing everything about Frank Avenue Jr. Um, because my dad used to tell me all these like different weird cases from the FBI that he learned when he was at Quantico. Um and he has like a whole textbook on white collar crime and Frank Abagnale Jr.'s like case study is in that textbook. <laughs> um, so like I grew up knowing who Frank Abagnale Jr. was, knowing the story, like knowing all of that. But I didn't know anything about the musical. I wasn't allowed to watch the movie because like my father, we hate Leonardo DiCaprio in this house. We are not Leonardo DiCaprio stands at all in this house. So my dad wouldn't let me watch the movie. Um, I had to watch it at like a friend's house at a sleepover because I was like I want to watch the movie I love Frank Abagnale Jr so I watched it at a friend's house um and then I didn't actually see the musical live and in person until this past April but I've seen every bootleg known to man from like the pre-Broadway Broadway all that jazz I've seen all of them at least 20 times each at least like I do a catch me if you can rewatch like once a week because I love it so much and it brings me so much joy um but yeah so I have a complicated history not complicated but I have a complex history with catch me if you can it's a very involved history um but yeah so so 
I wrote down some notes in my phone while I was taking a bath when we decided to do this. So the musical first started in 2005. They had a reading that was still directed by Jack O'Brien. He'd been attached to it since the beginning um, with Nathan Lane, Tom Wopat. Nathan Lane was Hanratty. Yeah, was, was, was always Frank Abagnale, um, senior. Brandon Wardell was one of the agents, and he still was on Broadway. And Matthew Morrison as Frank Abagnale Jr. <laughs> Trigger warning, Matthew Morrison. Um, and then there were private workshops in the summer of 2007. Jack O'Brien was still directing. Nathan Lane was in it. Christian Borrell was attached to it. Angie Schwarr, who was also in Broadway. Tom Wopat and Brendan Wardell. So everyone, but also now including Christian Borla and Angie Schwer. Angie Schwer was just announced for the cast of some show. She was, I, I saw that. I don't remember which one. I'm gonna look it so up. then Go there ahead. was other actors that were involved in those readings were Aaron Tveit and Norbert Leo Butts, Celia Keenan-Bulger, Sarah Gettlefinger, I don't know who that is, um, Kat McPhee, Felicia Finley, Autumn Hurlburt, Lauren Ashley Zachary, and Julie Ashford. Like there were so many people, literally, there were so many people attached to this. It was crazy. Um, The one that makes me gag is Comic B, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) So the musical was supposed to premiere in July of 2009 at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle with Jack O'Brien directing choreography by Jerry Mitchell. The Fifth Avenue Theater was also where Hairspray had its premiere. And so the first few days of preview, what? Andrew Schwartz is going to be in Some Like It Hot. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, continue. That's another Shaman Whitman. Um, so the first days of previews were, why? Zoom, relax. It's going to kick us out in 10 minutes for whatever reason. So the first few days of previews of the show were actually canceled because there was like some sort of family thing with Norbert Leo Butts's I don't know. There was some sort of like family tragedy. I don't remember if that's when his sister died. When did his sister? I don't die? know. His sister wasn't his sister murdered. So the this, no, this says this says the murder of his sister Teresa Butts made national news when an assailant stabbed both her and her girlfriend in her Sierra Seattle that's area home that's on July nineteenth, two thousand nine. So those yeah, do dates match up? Yeah, because they're supposed to have been July twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Oh yeah. So that's, yeah. So the musical then premiered on July 28th, 2009 and ended August 16th, 2009. So that cast was what would be the Broadway cast. So it was Aaron Tveit as Frank, Tom Wopat as Frank Sr., Carrie Butler as Brenda, Norbert Leo Butts as Hanratty, Linda Hart as Carol, and Nick Wyman as Roger. What a cast. Who is, who are Carol and Roger? Are those Brenda's parents? Yes okay um and then no what i said i don't know well listen it's fine i I saw this show almost 10 years ago so the pre-broadway production had very good reviews from critics like people loved it they were loving it and i have to say i personally prefer the pre-broadway run of this show to what was on Broadway. I still love the Broadway productions every ounce of my being, but the pre-Broadway was my fave. It was very good. So then it moved to Broadway March 11th, 2011, and they started previews. Oh, that's Neil a, Simon Theater. That's a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. 
That seems like a big gap. It was a big gap. I don't know why. Um, their official opening date was April 10th, 2011. So that cast was like all the, pretty much most of the Seattle cast, as well as Rachel De, De Benedict. I never know how to say her name because it always like trips me up. Brennan Wardell, Timothy McQuinn, and Angie Schwar. So the production was the scenic designers by David Rockwell, costume design by William Ivy Long, lighting design by Kenneth Posner, and oh my god, and musical direction by John McDaniel. <laughs> Can I say um, something really quick? Yes. You know how Broadway.com has video blogs, or they yeah. used to. Yeah, and I so to- I remember there was one, and it wasn't through Broadway.com. It was through Broadway something- World. Was it? There was a Catch Me If You Can thing with Broadway World. Okay, but there Butler was this one. Did. No, no, no. This wasn't Carrie Butler. <gasps> I know what you're talking about with the this dancer. Is somebody in the ensemble. Yeah, someone in the ensemble. Yes. And the only thing I remember about it was she said that you know she had been working her like entire career to get to Broadway, and then she had at like one day she got two offers and one was for sister act yes. and one was for catch me if you can and she just had to like decide which one and that's the only thing i remember and i don't remember her name i don't remember the name of the video i know like, exactly what we're talking about diary of a chorus girl was what it was called but i don't what remember it? who it was for i can't remember the ensemble like i can't remember the cast member but i do know that that cast member made a statement around like all the Scott Rudin drama like in that era and was like I will she was like I don't have a lot to say about like what's going on but what I will say is a part of is I was a part of a lot of shows on Broadway off Broadway whatever and she's like and the only show I ever had like a good experience with was Catch Me If You Can and I was like that's crazy because like that was just like jarring to me for some reason but I mean I guess like you know track record of people producers and whatnot um but the broadway director and choreography were jack o'brien and jerry mitchell as we all know and that production closed very prematurely um september 4th 2011 after 32 previews and 170 regular performances and jill will always be sad about it every day of her life until she dies. Until there's a revival. Do you anticipate there being a revival? Or... I would like there to be, and I have a lot of ideas for it. I, I was through I... Dance On. Yes! Oh my god. Uh, I was through Dance On, and it was Alex Ellis. Yes. She's so cute. I remember that. Um, the way the way some things are just cemented into my brain. <laughs> um, let's see. I've been told by a lot of people lately that if there were to be a revival, I would have to be attached to the creative team. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think that's true. So, if Mark Shaman Scott Whitman wanted to call me, that would be great. That'd be wonderful. Um, the tour did not last long either. Um, so the U.S. tour began performances October 7th of 2012 in Providence, Rhode Island, and it was contracted through July 28th, 2013. So it did not last much longer than the Broadway production did. 
Well, which is it's fine. Um, the Tony Awards, the Godforsaken Tony Awards of 2011, they'll forever live in infamy in Jill's brain because. <laughs> I will always be bitter about it. I will always be. I know Aaron Tavares is Tony now. I don't give a shit. He should have gotten it for next normal or Catch Me If You Can. I think Catch Me If You Can, but whatever. So, Catch Me was nominated for one, two, three, four categories for the Tonys: um, best musical, best performance by a leading actor in a musical, best sound design, and best orchestrations. I just want to take back what I said. I think Aaron should have been nominated, but I do think Norbert deserved to win. That was like a correct. That was fair. So yeah. the one that they won was Norbert Leo Butts won for best performance by leading actor in a musical. Um, which was the same as the Drama Desk Awards. They were nominated for more Drama Desk Awards, but still only won the Outstanding Actor in a Musical for Norbert Leo Butts. But they were also um, nominated for Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical for Tom Wopat, and Outstanding Featured Actress in a Musical for Carrie Butler, Outstanding Music, Outstanding Lyrics, and Outstanding Orchestrations. Which it still surprises me that they didn't win any of those, but... Look, I know it's... I know... Book of Mormon was such a juggernaut of a show. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is I don't think Book of Mormon is structurally a bad show. I think it's incredibly, like, well-structured. I think that it wasn't like the South Park folks were trying to make like a joke of a musical. I think they took it very seriously in everything they did. And I, it was the last musical I saw before the Broadway shutdown. Mm-hmm. And I had seen it before. <laughs> I've um, never seen that. I have no interest. And that show, the energy in that show it's not like like you see some long running shows, right? And you know sometimes it can get stale. Yeah. I had an experience with that very recently, um, and where things just don't gel right, and maybe it's like the performance. Which but show? every time the show I literally saw last night. Oh, see. <laughs> um, oh, we have less than a minute. But I will say <laughs> that show. The jokes keep going. The energy, the pacing of that show is phenomenal. Yeah. And Book of Mormon it's like you understand why it won mm-hmm. like especially for the year and how tr- and it wasn't like a show that anybody had ever really seen before it was no. completely satire it was but it but it was serious in the fact that it did in certain instances pay like homage to classic Broadway musicals like yeah. there's a whole sound of music reference in it and you know it's a Casey Nicholas show right so it's like so. dancing is incredible you know I haven't seen it post return when the changes have been made I'm I'd be curious to I don't know if I will but I don't think that in the year 2022 it has that much time left on Broadway I was shocked that it came back like to be a thousand percent honest because I remember telling my coworker at my university she, I was like we were just talking about like 
random Broadway shows and she was like well I heard that like a couple had already been closed and she was like which ones do you think are actually going to come back and I was like I don't see Book of Mormon coming back unless they make a statement about how they're going to like have like company-wide discussion about like racism basically and then literally like a week later they made the statement (laughs) and she was like oh my god and I was like well I mean they'd have to like I was like surrounding the shows I I was like I haven't even seen it and I know because like it's just you know a it's the South Park people and b the topic of the show like hello yeah exactly um and I mean my sister and my dad are huge like South Park people like my sister watches it like every night before she goes to bed like she I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of I think it is the dumbest fucking show on the planet and I don't care who that offends I think it's stupid I don't think it's funny I think it's dumb and annoying and I hate it um and I say that to my sister's face I say it to my dad's face I think it's the dumbest show um and my sister was like there's this really funny episode where they're like parody like Broadway stuff and I was like okay and I watched it and I was like this isn't funny I was like it's just stupid and I was like if I was me being offended I was like it's just not funny to me like I just don't find it funny the um Matt Parker and Trace Trace Stone Trace the 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 South Park people they it wasn't Book of Mormon also wasn't their first like foray into musical theater or like musical they had that one they had that one movie, I do not know the name of it, but it was like, it wasn't puppets, but it was essentially like dolls. And it's from like 2004, 2005 or something. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of what it's called. It's called like Action America or something. I don't know. I I don't remember. Um... But I just, like, I'm not a Book of Mormon person. I don't ever want to see it. Like, I know what I know of it is all I want to know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't need yeah. it. It's not a show that I need to go out and see at all. Um, And I know a lot of people that have seen it and, like, were like, I would be fine not seeing it. Like, they were like, I... Yeah, you don't need to see it. Right. Like, they're like, it's not one of those things. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, it is though, I will say this, I did try to get my sister to go and see it just because I wanted her to go and see a musical. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, it's the South Park people, you'll love it. And she was like, no, (laughs) it's like, okay, you can just keep being a bitch about it, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) so anyways, one of my favorite little tidbits about Catch Me If You Can, um, is one of my favorite songs in the show was never actually in the Broadway production but they still had it on the cast album and that's 50 checks I think it is one of my favorite like little jazzy musical songs like I just think it's so much fun and I had seen the Seattle version before I saw the Broadway version in bootleg form obviously because hello um and I was like so upset when 50 Jacks like wasn't in the Broadway one like I was like so upset and then when I saw it at Arena Stage 50 Checks was in it because that production was actually a never before performed book of the show and they wanted to like pay homage to the Seattle version by like putting in the 50 Checks scene in that production and it was like one of my favorite things I'd ever seen <laughs> I was like my friend and I that I was with she was like I don't remember this song because she'd only seen I made her watch a bootleg of the Broadway one she's like I don't remember that song and I was like because it wasn't in the Broadway one I was like but it's so good and she was like no I loved it and I was like yeah like it's such a good song um and Tom Wopad's voice singing it is like 
I just love listening to him sing. Like his voice is just so beautiful to me. I love it. I love Did it. He get in tr- didn't he get me too? Probably. Sweet a thousand percent on us, probably. <laughs> Listen. We're discussing his voice and catch me if you can. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to remark on other things at this moment in time, but he probably did get me too, you know, just, if he did, I don't think he's a good person, so, but if he didn't, I don't know, um, <laughs> I just like, I'm trying to cover Sorry, I'm, Katie, <laughs> Katie's gonna make me sound problematic, <laughs> just continue um anyways um but katie what's your favorite song in catch me if you can oh let me look at the cat let me look at the song list you don't just have it stuck in your brain (laughs) Mm -mm, i do not i told you this i don't really listen to music i don't unless i'm in my car um i listen to podcasts Wow. Um, I wish I could. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Because I know my favorite song. I think Goodbye is probably... Goodbye is such a good song. It is. It's I such a good Goodbye. Song. Yeah. That's I a good favorite. I thought there were more songs in the show. It's not. Wow. It's because a lot of them aren't actually on the cast album. There's a lot of like interlude music and all that stuff in the show too. Um, my favorite is Jet Set. <laughs> I love Jet, Jet Set so much. I also I'm a big like Doctor's Orders fan. I think it's like so one of the, like best the big things. ensemble numbers. I love a big ensemble number. Everyone knows that about me. I love a big ensemble number. I love anything that could incorporate tap. Um, even if it doesn't, but it should. Um, like I really wish that Catch Me If You Can had more tap in it because I think it would be just the most incredible tap show. The arena stage one actually did have quite a bit of tap. I was very happy about that. Um, my other one though, I will say this: my other like legit fave that isn't just like a campy ensemble track is I will go to bat um for man inside the clues any day I also like um man inside the clues yeah that's that's a good one Mm -hmm. there's another handwriting song that actually isn't like that wasn't in anything until I loved it do we ever know if Tom Hanks saw the show he did there's pictures of him he did Good for him. The pictures I are love so Tom cute. Hanks. Same. He's Did just you know like you're what Tom Wilpat's Wikipedia. <laughs> so... <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> he didn't get me too, but but he may as well have been. He did some not so good things. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, what? I don't know. I encourage everybody to go to Tom Wopat's Wikipedia and just like look through <laughs> the things that he's done. Because it's just the it's it's the quote 
Wopat told police that he buys cocaine, quote, in large amount, in large quantities and uses it over time, unquote. And then pled not guilty. Anyway, and that's on top of We're learning a lot about Tom Wopat. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to watch Baby Daddy ever again. <laughs> He's in Baby Daddy? Yeah, he's uh, the guy's dad. Which guy? The two main, the brothers, the two main brothers. Ben and Is Baby Daddy Ma- not the movie with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? That's Baby Mama. Oh, that's Baby Mama. <laughs> baby, Daddy, baby Daddy? Baby Daddy's that ABC family show um, that has, like, Chelsea, um, Chelsea Kane's in it, formerly Chelsea Staub. Um <laughs> and i've never oh oh i do know we're like his ex leaves a baby on his doorstep it's like one of the best shows yes i love that show it's okay i think i've seen like an episode or two i should probably re-binge that show it's so good um anyways (laughs) after learning all that about tom wopat i never want to look at him ever again do you want to know something crazy six years ago i was in gatlinburg for fall break which is ironic because i was literally just there like the same timeline (laughs) when i was there six years ago um i don't think you know what irony is no but no here's the because it does loop around the tumble pie give me a second so (laughs) we were driving in gatlinburg and there's like this tiny little bar i don't think it exists anymore but it did six years ago and outside that bar on the marquee it says tom wopat and it was literally for like the day after we were leaving and i was devastated because i was like we could have gone and my dad was like oh that would be so good and i was like i know and my mom was like who's that and my dad and i had to like explain to her who he was and why i was so upset <laughs> that we wouldn't have gotten to see him um but now i'm glad i did it because that would have been <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyways keep talking to me about catch me if you can keep telling me about this show I'd love to. What do you want to know, Katie? Because I've gone over like everything in my head that like just sticks out in my brain. And then I look through the Wikipedia and I don't see anything. Tell me what about it is so intoxicating because it literally makes me feel like I'm floating. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I mean, it's obviously about someone that I hate saying this. I don't idolize him, but I admire him. Because You're fascinated I, by I'm him. I'm so fascinated by, like, I have told everybody, because anyone that asks me, like, if you could talk to, like, one person, like, living or dead, what, my answer is Frank Abagnale Jr. Like, 1,000%. That is always my answer. Because, like, I would give literally anything to have a conversation with him. And I'm so upset because when I saw the show at Arena Stage, he was there the next day like seeing the show you were in the same city as him literally well yeah like I mean he lives in Maryland so it wasn't that far but (laughs) um, (laughs) you know um but I remember like when I found out because Cara Cara de Pietro like literally messaged me and was like oh my god Frank is here tonight like at intermission of the show like was messaging me and I was like you're fucking kidding and Evan and I almost drove into DC that night to like stand outside of the theater and like wait for him to come out because Kara was like if you want to come tonight she was like come to the theater and pretend like you're here to see me and then I was like okay and so we were like this close to doing it and then didn't because um Evan's dad called us a psychopath so it's fine 
Um, he would know though because he works in the CIA. So I trusted him to not go. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know exactly. I can't put my finger on like exactly what it is, but I think it has a lot to do with like it is someone that I'm very fascinated with and have been most of my life. And also like I love a jazzy musical. I love big ensemble numbers. I love campy like musical. Like I love a musical that like I walk in and I'm like I know that I'm going to be like bouncing in my seat, like losing my mind, like having a good time the whole time. Like yeah, there's going to be like emotional parts, but I don't want to be sad the whole time. I want to like feel those feelings and then immediately go into like a tap routine or something. You know what I mean? like like I'm like yeah let's like feel the feelings for like two seconds but then I want to hear like I want to see a woman dress as a pocket knife walk on stage like that's like that's everything to me I love that um but I don't know I think that it also has to do with Katie knows this I have a weird fascination with like like I have a weird obsession with like airports flying pilots stewardesses I love it I just love the idea of it for some reason. Like, I will sit in an airport all day. I don't care. Um, That is not something I knew. <laughs> really? No. Oh, I thought you did. Anyways, that's something new about me, Katie, just for you. Unlocked a new piece of Jill lore. There's so much Jill lore that we haven't even gotten into. Um, But I also am a huge, like, 60s mod, early 70s vibe kind of gal, like, aesthetically. Um, If I could dress like Jackie O every day, I would. If I could dress like Megan Draper in Mad Men every day, I would, absolutely. Um, Is that the one that's played by January Jones? No, that's Betty Draper. That's his uh, first wife. Megan Draper is his second wife. I don't think I ever got that far. I have watched all of Mad Men except the last two episodes six times because I refuse to watch the last two episodes of any show that I love that much that I know I will never ever get back. Why? What's wrong with the last two episodes? If I don't know a show is going to be canceled, I will finish a show. If I know the show is over and I will never get it back, I will not watch the last episode or two because I don't ever want to watch the last ever episode of a show that I love that much. And Mad Men was like, Mad Men had a hold on me. I cannot explain the hold that it had on me, but it was crazy. Um, I know what happens in it. Like, I know how it ends. I just don't want to watch it happen. You know? It's one of those things. Um, But yeah, so Catch Me If You Can just... It got a grip on me real quick, real fast. Really hard. It was very intense. Also, I just, I love Mark Shaman Scott Women musicals. Sue me. I grew okay. up. Um, you're, you're being served papers. Uh, you must pay me $300. How dare you? I don't have $300. I got randomly Venmoed $500 today, and it was like, I wish that happened to me. A real great little like, ooh. I wish that it happened to me. I would be thriving. I guess I shouldn't say randomly Venmo. It was somebody paid me back for something, but I wasn't expecting it. And it was just like a very out of the blue. It was very much. I was like, ooh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I love Mark Shaman, Scott Whitman. I love Catch Me If You Can. 
I would I will die on the hill that is catch me if you can deserve better until the day that I am dead in the ground. If it opened in say the 2013 season or even the 2010 season, mm-hmm. do you think it would have fared better? I think it would have fared better probably in like the 2010 season. Um okay. I don't know why. I just feel like it would have done better before Book of Mormon. What was the 2010 season? <laughs> That's a really good question because now that you've said that, I was sitting there and I was like, what was the 2012 exactly? <laughs> was 20, the- 2012 was, um, no, that was 20, no, 2012 was once. Oh, okay. Okay. And 2013 was Kinky Books? Mm-hmm. 2014 was Gentleman's Guide. 2015 was I'll tell you what, it was done very badly against Gentleman's Guide. (laughs) 2014 was Gentleman's Guide. 2015 was Fun Home. 2016 was Hamilton. 2017 was Dear Evan Hansen. 2018 was Bands Visit. 2019 was Hadestown. 2020 technically (laughs) was um, uh, Moulin Rouge. Uh, 2022 was Strange Loop. Yep. I was like, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, because Moulin Rouge is the only one of those shows that, that, um, since 2014, no, since 2015, broke the, uh, off-Broadway transfer. Yeah. Mold. Yeah. So, I was very much into that. So now I'm like, Kimberly, was the 2010? Kimbo, Kimberly, Kimbo. Literally, Katie's obsessed with Kimberly Kimbo. I love it. I'm telling everyone to go see it. Everyone go I wanna see, see Kimberly Kimbo. I want to see it. I probably will. What was the 2010 season? I'm I'm trying to find it. Uh, Tony Awards 2010. 61st annual. <sighs> Winners and nominees. Oh, spring. Spring Awakening. Wait, what? No. 2010? That says 20. Why did I type? I typed in 2010 Tony Awards and it brought me to the sem- the 61st, which is 2007. It says. That's so weird. Okay. So anyway, that was 2007. Let's see what 2008 was. In the Heights. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Uh, 2009. <laughs> what? 2009 was the craziest fucking Billy Elliot. That tracks. Which, like, Billy Elliot up against Next to Normal. Yeah. And Shrek. <laughs> I'm sorry. Katie, please don't compare Next to Normal and Shrek. Shrek is... They, okay, there are very few... There are very few... I'm going to die on this hill. There are very Our next episode is going to be Katie screaming about Shrek because I just screamed about Catherine Katrina. There are very, very few movie to musical adaptations that I think are phenomenal musicals. Yeah. And they are Shrek, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde is the perfect musical. And like, that's it. (laughs) See, I'm a movie to stage musical kind of girl. And like, I don't sit there and I'm not watching them and I'm like, oh, this is the perfect show. This is, I just love 2010 was Memphis. I just like enjoy them, you know? Oh, Oh, well, I don't know. I think it would have gotten more nominations that year. I don't know if it would have won. It was Memphis, American Idiot, Fela, and a Million Dollar Quartet. Oh, Fela, I forgot about Fela. Um, interesting. But... What was 2011? 
I'm just curious. It was 2011. Book of Mormon. Yeah. Book of Mormon. I was like, wait, we were just saying that. <laughs> we literally just had a whole discussion on 2011. Um, but Kitty, what's your favorite Mark Stamen Scott Whitman show? Hairspray. That's fair. Do you know what mine is? Uh, so that's a question. Do you know what mine is? Not including Catch Me. Let me look. I have to look. Okay, give me two seconds. Okay. Let I'm gonna laugh look. so hard if you guess it. Mark Shaman, Scott Whitman. I'm gonna look at Mark Shaman musicals. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Theater. Okay, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Leader of the Pack, Hairspray, Odd, The Odd Couple? Mm-hmm. You Is didn't know about that? That was a musical? That was a play. So you just must have done the incidental music. Yeah. Is it Martin Short, colon, fame becomes me? See, you'd think that, but it's not. Is it Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? God, no. It was never on Broadway. It was never on Broadway. Okay, well then, give me a minute. Is it Prop 8, the musical? No. (laughs) Tell me. How are you not guessing? It's Bobshell. (laughs) Oh. I've been waiting for Bobshell to be an actual music because it was in talks for a very, very, very long time. And then they just decided to smash instead, I guess. Um, which doesn't make any no and it makes me really mad and I just want them to do bombshell because I hate it's just gonna die it will I is just gonna die in like workshops I cannot sorry to anybody working on smash I know a few people that are um I cannot stand Marilyn Monroe media because it is never done correctly it is always distasteful it is just disgusting it makes my skin crawl I have made, I've talked a lot about the new blonde movie, so I'm not going to do it here, but I just, I can't stand them. But there was something about Bombshell that I just felt had a lot of potential to do something correctly for once. Um, And I don't know what it was, but it has a hold on me. And I think the music is some of the most incredible songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, I will sit there and I will listen to um, Hang the Moon hang the moon oh I love hang the moon and I love the craziest thing though is like a lot of people don't know this um but because a lot of people don't really talk about it correctly but Marilyn's mom was schizophrenic as fuck um and that was why she was abandoned but I think that they just did her mom like the songs for her mom were just so good like hang the moon hang the moon and then there's the other one there is um oh my god when she drops it off at the movie theater oh Oh, i know what you're talking about is it just it's not it's about the word yeah the chinese theater she drops her off the chinese yeah um Um, i can help you i can help you oh oh Um, my god this is gonna drive me crazy um Hmm. I know hmm. I know this I don't know the only thing going through my head right now is that bit from Into the Woods where it's like and without any kind you know what your decision is which is not to decide that's just been going through my head you know what's day. in my head but though you know what mine is is in uh, maybe their magic the whole like last 30 seconds of the song 
it's just all that plays in my head I literally sent I think I sent you a video of me like singing it yesterday because it's all I think about the thing is I don't actively seek this out is it at your feet yes god that was gonna kill me dude um yes at your feet I like I like never met a wolf who didn't love to howl oh I love that song the briefest little um Nick Jonas yes (laughs) I love that song I also who is who is uh famously my least favorite of the Jonas Brothers yeah um I was a Nick Jonas girly growing up and then I like just didn't really think much about the Jonas Brothers after that because Big Time Rush became a huge part of my life um <laughs> they they took over my entire being for a while. Uh still do, but that's fine. Um um I also love because I hate Joe DiMaggio like as a person historically. Like I just I hate Joe DiMaggio as a piece of shit. But the Joe DiMaggio songs in Bombshell Slap. Lexington and Lexington and 52nd Street oh my god like I will sit and listen to Will chasing that until the day I die I want him well I'll probably die is, is it is um is I want him to sing that amazing also Mr. and Mrs. Smith mm-hmm. they were only married for <laughs> a short time um and then got divorced and then we're supposed they were in their second engagement when she died but she was he was the man that she first thought she would like be married to and have children and whatever. And then she had miscarriages and whatever with him, but she had six miscarriages with Arthur Miller. Jesus Christ. All she wanted was to be a mom and to be loved. That was literally all she wanted. But whatever. Let's just continue over sexualizing her. Psychos. Um but yeah, I love Bombshell. I think it's one of the like most perfect songs ever written. Um, I don't love it as much as I love Catch Me If You Can, but it is like objectively my favorite Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman show. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not real. I love and smash that when you're in the offices and catch, it, me, like, catch Me If You Can poster is like there. It makes me so happy every time I watch it. I'm like isn't it though it's real it's real or real to me it's real to me that's for sure they have a full cast recording do you know who is Marilyn? megan healthy yeah anyone that's team karen or cat mcphee can get out of my life forever i will block you on everything okay so this was our dive into you can really tell when my you can really tell when my gummy hit Oh, my gummy hit long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sleep. Uh, what was I saying? Okay, so th- this is um, that was our dive into. Catch me, catch me. Jesus Christ! I keep wanting to say next to normal. <laughs> you were like another show that Aaron Tveit got snubbed for next to normal. <laughs> That's the one he really got snubbed for. But he's up against Gavin Creel, Brian Darcy James, Constantine Maroulis, and Gerald Spencer. Constantine! I've seen him in Rock of Ages and in Jekyll and Hyde. I love Constantine. Both on tour. I'm so jealous you saw him in Rock of Ages. Uh, what I would give. 
I remember what I remember seeing Rock of Ages and being like, oh my God, I'm seeing Rock of Ages in Hollywood, a block away from this. I mean, it's more than a block away. It's like the street north and then like many streets east of the Sunset Strip. But still, I was like, was I'm Nick's seeing it where show. it's placed. That was Nick's last show. Yeah. I'm bummed they still haven't brought that show back. Like I really wanted I to see too. that. Direction. I wanna I wanna I wanna see it at all. Yeah, well, because they were supposed to, well, because it was at the Bourbon Room mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Yeah. And now they've just turned the Bourbon Room into, like, a cab, into essentially 54 Below. Yeah, I noticed that. I saw someone post about it a couple weeks ago that they were there, and I was like, it's cute. Yeah, there's there's a, literally a drag musical there now with, like, Alaska yeah. and all those people. That's what I saw. It was that. I don't know I if it see there, it. but I saw that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if people want to see us online, if you want to see us on, find us online, where where can people find us, Jill? <laughs> um, on TikTok and Instagram at dots shared podcasts, and I am at it's Jillian Hayes, my full name now. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, I changed it. And if you want to follow me, I'm Katie. You can follow me on Instagram at complete Katie and on TikTok at Katie Fornia. Oh yeah. And until next time, which next time we might do another one of these deep dives. Fun little combo about I think Katie should do Shrek musical next. Cause I just want to sit here and do nothing might. while Katie talks like how I did this. I <laughs> might. I have a story from my boss who you know? saw that show on Broadway and there was something very funny that happened. Do during you know it. what's crazy though about Catch Me If You Can? I just remember this. What? Okay, I saw a bootleg of a high school production of it. Like, I watched one a couple weeks ago because I was like, I haven't seen this one. Why not? So I turned it on and I was sitting there like, I was drunk. I was sitting there like this the whole time and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what high school it was. I won't say if I did remember because that would be mean. But if you did Catch Me If You Can in high school and it's bootlegged on YouTube, there's quite a few of them. Um... It was not good. I don't know whose it was, but. Okay. And that's your last statement that you had And to I say? don't think high school should do Catch Me If You Can. That's all I got to say. After watching that one, they should not. No. All right. Well. And now I'm glad my drama director said no to it when I was in high school. All right. Well, until next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>